Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be doing a stock analysis on Baidu, ticker symbol BIDU. In today's stock analysis, I'm going to give my price target. I'm going to look at 2021 Q4 results. I'm going to look at earnings highlights. I'm going to share my DCF model and walk through a couple different scenarios and then give my final thoughts on Baidu as an investment. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. If you find it helpful, please hit that like button. Now back to your content. All right, so for my price target on Baidu, I have them at $130 in the next 12 months. I recognize it's about $30 off from where they're currently trading, and so it presents about a 19% downside. Now, I got to that by my DCF model, where I'm currently projecting about 127. I'll walk through the details of that later in the video, um, but I'll also walk through the upside on how you can get to around 160 or possibly upside of close to 200. We'll talk about that. On the EBITDA multiple side, I'm also projecting about $116 a share, and that's where I get 130. The risk I see here is they're already pricing in the growth that's around the AI as well as the cloud computing, and we'll talk about some of those and what they need to hit in order for that to actually um, play out and for their price that they're currently trading out to be valued at that. All right, jumping into Q4 2021 earnings it was reported on March 1st of 2022. They reported normalized earnings per share at $1.84. 42 cents above analyst expectations at $1.42. Their gap um, report came in at 71 cents per share, and that beat analyst expectations by 18 cents. Um, then they were estimating that at 53 cents. They also beat revenue estimates by 153 million. Um, analysts had them at 5.09 billion, and they reported 5.24. So they beat on all three metrics there. Very good quarter for Baidu. All right, so jumping into earnings highlights. Now, there's really only a few things I wanted to pull out of this, and it's mainly to break up where the money is out of their business. So you have Baidu Core, and inside of that, you have your online marketing, which made up 11.6 billion of the 14.93 in um, that Baidu Core. And that business was increasing 12% year over year. They're non-online, which is where they're seeing a lot of their growth of sub 71%, is including their cloud and other AI powered businesses, one being self-driving vehicles. Um, so those are two things and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but you can see that this is really where the growth driver is in the business. It is good to see that their online marketing did increase 12%. That is a, the like largest part and contributed to their free cash flow. Um, so it is good to see that increasing, um, but that has been flat relatively over the past couple years. And I think really where a lot of the growth again is coming from is um, in this cloud and AI businesses. And I think that's where we're seeing analysts have them growing at 10% and 13% over 2022 and 2023. So revenue for, um, I don't know how to say this, IQIYI was uh, 4.8 billion, increasing about 3% year over year. Now, one thing, uh, this does uh, play a big impact. They are losing money. So from a free cash flow perspective, um, I think they reported around 2.5 uh, billion. We'll talk about this later in the DCF. Um, but taking out um, the losses from this this part of the business, it lowered their free cash flow down to 1.5. So it'll be important that this company or this part of the business um, at least stops draining business uh, draining free cash flow from the business, and that alone would add value to um, Baidu overall. And the last thing is buybacks of 1.2 billion U.S. dollars or about 2% of shares in the previous year. If they continue moving that forward, that'll also be a good thing to see, but I haven't seen it. I've seen shares outstanding re remain relatively flat over the last couple of years. 
So um, I'll go ahead and give it to them for the upcoming year, but moving forward, I'm not going to give it to them. Um, you know, I'll have to see it play out before I start giving them that they're going to continue these buybacks. All right, so jumping into DCF model for Baidu, um, uh, two numbers you'll want to pay attention is the DCF calculations down here. We have 127, which is what I said earlier, and 116. So let me go through my assumptions and you let me know what you think. So a couple things here is I only projected 3% growth from 2022 onward. I also have a discount rate of 10%, which is pretty high. Um, and I have a long-term growth rate at 3%. I also have their free cash flow. Again, this is taking out. Uh, one thing I just want to call out here is, again, free cash flow um, excluding, um, sorry, was 1.45. And if you excluded the business, the uh, QI, QI, that would have actually increased their, um, their free cash flow to 2.42 for 2021. So I'm gonna change up this scenario um, just to walk through what these things actually, like if we did change them, what they mean. Um, starting off with the growth rate, okay? So just keep that in mind. Right now we're starting off at 127, 116. And I think this is a very conservative case saying if they don't get the growth, if we um, don't see their, um, their other business start to become profitable and, and start taking away free cash flow, these are some of the, the things you'll wanna pay attention to. Um, also, future shares outstanding, like I said, I decreased that by 2% for um, the future. Now, uh, again, they have a, a really good debt situation. They have uh, you know, $38 billion um, in basically liquid assets and about $15 billion in uh, debt. So they have a, a, they're, pretty po they're positive there, and that definitely adds to their um, present value of their cash flows. So, okay, so starting off with the growth rate, um, analysts have them growing at 10% next year um, for 2022 and 13%. They didn't give any guidance themselves. And I'll go ahead and uh, for this model, go ahead and add this to, um, <clears throat> after that, we'll leave it at 3%, 3%. Um, and see that only gets them to 137 and 136.74. Um, so if we went ahead and increase the 2024, uh, 2025, and then they eventually go off into starting to stabilize around 3%, that still only gets us to 140, 144. Um, oh, another thing I didn't mention here on the EBITDA multiple, I have them at 15. So um, I think that is reasonable. And so I'm not going not gonna, to uh, play around with that very much. Um, so the, the other thing that we can change, we can change the discount rate, but I'm not going to in this example. But the thing that uh, I did mention earlier is what happens with their free cash flow as they continue to grow. So this model does, um, does take that into consideration. So what happens with their free cash flow in the case that um, this business down here, again, I can't, name, I don't know what it's called, uh, XIYI, um, starts to break even, okay? Let's just go ahead and say <clears throat> next year they're going to start breaking even. Actually, I don't want to do that. It's too conservative or it's too, too ambitious for me. Let's say in 2024 they start to break even um, and it bumps their cash flow uh, to 2,500 or 2.5 million. Um, they start to break even. And so every year after that, you know, it, it, it goes up a little bit more. We start to get a little bit closer to where we're at, right? And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, is if you start to exclude, like let's say we go ahead and exclude, um, exclude that revenue and it is at 2.5 billion. 
we start to get closer at 165, 144. Um, excuse me, did this calculation wrong here. Um, <clears throat> but that gets to 193 to 144. So the point is here is what what this what I'm getting at is is uh, you know if you are seeing upside in your model, more than likely what you're doing is you're calculating the uh, the free cash flow. Um, excluding or yeah, excluding the 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 stuff that's being sucked up by this IQIY, and assuming that in the future that it will start to break even. Now I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying that you know, being conservative, I have excluded it from my model, and that's how I get to 130. I'm also excluding. Um, I'm also getting rid of these projected growth rates at 10% and 13%. Well, how we did see the business grow over 2021. Um, I would have liked to see some guidance in the last earnings report that we just didn't see. Um, and, and again, again, I'm trying to be conservative on this model. I'll just leave it at that. Now for my final thoughts on Baidu as an investment. So as we walk through the stock analysis, you can see that from my price target of about 130, there is some downside risk here. And I do think they're um, over 2021 and they did report some really good growth for the year. I, I, I'm still not convinced that we are going to see quite that growth over 2022. Yes, I do think we are going to see growth. However, how much is it actually going to be? And another thing that you do have to ask yourself is how quick is it going to take in order for that second segment, that IX or IQIY business to actually start breaking even and stop taking away from the free cash flow of the business. And that in and of itself is going to be core in the valuation of Baidu moving forward. If you exclude that, sure, you can get you can get whatever numbers you're looking for if you have the growth um, that analysts are expecting. But based off of what I'm looking at, I'd like to be a little bit more conservative. And so I'm getting at that 130 range um, with about 3% growth in perpetuity pretty much moving forward. So um, <clears throat> as we go through 2022, I will want to look at more of their earnings report and see how they are progressing towards that growth goal for 2022. And if they are progressing towards analyst expectations, I may change the model and it may look more optimistic. But until now, I don't want to be overly optimistic and then actually have a downside risk that was unexpected. So right now, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and analyze this one a little bit more and see how they are tracking towards their growth goals for 2022. And if their AI and cloud specific business business businesses continue to grow, again, I think it's less important whether they continue to grow, but more important that that secondary business, that IQIY business, starts to um, stop taking so much of their free cash flow, and that alone adds a lot of value into my model specifically. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing to do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis such as this one. Thank you so much for watching. Please hit that like button. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.